Connection podcast for the fans, by the fans. Well, we're back to a trio this week. Cam has graced us with his presence again. Not skiving. Well, graced is, is a strong word. He's uh, Harvey was actually saying in the chat before this about how much he missed me. So I, No, no, no. I, I, I sent a text saying I missed Cam, but I really didn't. Like Once once I'd seen him, I just thought, oh, I've, I've not really. <laughs> we all love each other deeply. But anyway, how, how are we all getting on? Yeah. Not bad. Bit of a, I, I say it's if it's felt like a week off rugby because obviously we're taking the break off the Six Nations, but there has been rugby. There has. That's all going, going back to the uh, usual URC Premiership. Exactly. It has been good, actually. To be fair, it yeah. has. Been good. So where would we, where would we like to start? Do you want to start? Premiership as always. Uh, I, think, I think I think Prem, but I'm biased. Yeah. Prem. Yeah, we'll Prem. I mean, start with Prem. Yeah. Fine. So, started on Friday night where Bristol Bears beat Newcastle Falcons 30 points to 12. Gloucester get a narrow win over Hearts beloved Quinns 28-26. On to Saturday, Bath just can't seem to get a win anywhere. London Irish getting the victory 25 points to 10. Northampton Saints, possibly the game of the weekend, we'll get into that, beating Sale Sharks 38-34 at Franklin's Gardens. And today, as we record on Sundays, Leicester Tigers doing everyone a good favour, beating Saracens 24-18 at Welford Road. So I'd love to see yeah. it. We're gonna, yeah. I'm going to start on Friday night, and I am sorry for this, Harv, but... Ah, uh, you, you, you listen, right? Uh, of course I'm, of course I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll tell you the worst reason why I'm disappointed. Is it because Lewis Rissam has scored an absolute parlor and celebrated 22 metres out? Exactly. What, <laughs> what is... Uh, I swear, like, the man is not... Everyone was calling him a generational talent. He proved everyone wrong. Um, and then, you know, when people doubt him the most, he, he just goes and does that, especially against Quinns, you know what I mean? Like... All, for all my luck, he's going to be recalled to the Wales squad and absolutely do a number on us. Well, this week. there's something I've noticed about uh, Lewis Rees-Samet since his return in that game. He doesn't just stand on the wing anymore. He now tries to feed his way into the centre and like almost look for something to do. Yeah, well, I've I, noticed that as well. I find I that, although I still think that he's a bit of a one-dimensional player, bit of a one-trick pony, he's got his pace... And he's a he's you know a decent finisher. Uh, he has definitely developed his game. I still don't think he's a generational talent, but uh, he's definitely improving at Gloucester. So well, I'd say, that. well, I'd say like I think that was his, it was his worst enemy. The fact that he was almost just so fast that if you give it onto the wing, he'll he'll go because everyone's just gonna everyone's just gonna chuck a load on the wing and 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 they're gonna know where where um, Gloucester or Wales are trying to exploit space. You know, playing it now, sort of, you know, within the middle in the slot, it's 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 kind of a. If Samet can get that on track, then he'll change the path of his his performances, his career, or whatever you want to. Hundred percent. And I so, mean, the modern day wingers have so much more to do that you know it's it's no longer a case of the man on the wing gets the ball runs fast. You know, you have to, especially at international quality and top level club rugby. You know, you have to be good on the high ball. You have to be able to cut in. You have to be able to defend. 
Uh, a lot of wingers usually counter-rocking now. Uh, you have to be a good kicker as well, because especially at international level, a lot of wingers give uh, are given kicking responsibilities. Um, so, yeah, I suppose uh, for his part and for Gloucester, it's good that he's developing his game. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just well, want to mention two more quick points before no. we go into a different game. Um, two very special occasions on either end. So, Valor Pavaruskin, the big prop of Gloucester, got his 100th appearance, and Danny Kerr made history. For Quint, he is now the most capped, shall we say, Harold Quint of all time at 300. How insane is that? What, 350 caps? 52. 352, 352 caps. Well, that is insane. Plus the L cap. You forgot the two there. You know, those two are important. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I mean, Danny Kerr is a legend. I mean, I think he will go down as, as, as one of the greatest Quins of all time. I'm not saying the greatest, but I mean, he'd definitely be worth him for a shout, I reckon. Um, very loyal servant to the club. Um, has kind of been there through thick and thin, obviously, with, with recent struggles and obviously recent highs as well. Um, but all in the same season as well. But um, it was a weird yeah. season, though. exactly. But you know, he stuck with us and he's always kind of believed in the cause. He got relegated with us, I think, back in back in 05 as well. So, you know, he loves he loves Quinn, he, loves- he doesn't seem to be slowing down. Oh, if anything, I- he's 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 moving on with the game. I mean, no, I was still saying the premiership, he's top. Top five, maybe even top three scrum arbs for me. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, so, fair play to the guy. The longevity for his career is insane. Exactly. Now, put him, up, put him back in the England squad. There we go. But we're going to move on to what I would say is the best game of the weekend because it had everything in it. Down to Franklin's Gardens, Northampton Saints against Sale Sharks. Just to point out, lads, Sale Sharks were 24 7 up at half time. Yeah. But they were their own worst enemy. It was Manitoulangi's triumphant return. Oh. And, and 14 minutes in, he killed poor Tommy Freeman with a forearm to the face. Just silly, wasn't it? Manu, what the... What was that? <laughs> bit of a dick, really. Like, <clears throat> you know, I think a lot of us have been hyping up Manu to get back in the England squad, at least make a late return during Six Nations. Can't do that now. Wasn't that? <laughs> he just it now, hasn't he? Well, to be fair, and I think I think the likes of Ollie Lawrence are going to keep him out of that squad for at least this tournament. But well, I, I'd say for at least this tournament. But you know, I, I think he'd want to be on Borthwick's good books anyway. You know, because yeah. there is a there is another tournament towards the end of the year that yeah. he might want to be available. But you see, you see a few red cards, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, probably not cynical, definitely dangerous. But that <laughs> you don't see many red cards from the ball carrier himself. I mean, no, I mean. Manu, I'm not saying Manu's got a, uh, he's not got a reputation, but this was very Chris Ashton-esque, you know, just complete knockout Mike Tyson style. Um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've seen arguments for he's just going for a handoff. I'm pretty sure his fucking fist was balled. <laughs> I think he was just going to, to put the man on the floor. Oh, listen, if you can get away with it, you can get away with it. Yeah. You're not you can't these days. You just can't get away with it these days. Uh, so, um, Mano, you're a you're a decent bloke, but stop being. Come on, do better. Yeah, do better. But I want to praise. We're going to the Saints for now quickly. I do want to praise Fraser Dingwall. He was it was him that got the winning try, but 
just even on the defensive end, he was just getting turnover after turnover, and he was just being just essentially a nuisance to sell sharks. And it was actually really lovely to see. Just like, he has been. I mean, he has been. I'd say one of the more more overlooked players in the Premiership over the last however long, maybe a year, year and a half, uh, two season, three season, whatever. I think he's just been put in the England squad. Yeah, I don't know. His name's about Scottish to me. I've I've seen oh. I've seen the likes of. Uh, yeah. Well, and... Look at you stealing players again. Oh, it's just what we do, man. Just jealousy. It's just fickle people that aren't happy with it. Exactly. The S in Scotland sounds for South Africa. Yeah, I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I think Fraser Dingwall. I, I could be wrong. We have we have made a few edits in the um, the England squad. I think Fraser Dingwall's on the list. If not, I'm just gonna. Have a Some quick, big names on the list, actually. Some big have names. A quick gander. I mean, uh, I don't want to, you know, completely change the, um, what's it called? Just don't want to completely change the uh, the mood here, but yeah. Um, I could swear he's just, yeah, he's just been put in. Happy days. Yeah, uh, I'll be more than happy. Uh, along with Caden Murley, so up the twins. Um, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him. What does he have to do to actually get a start for England? England. Merley. Yeah, yeah. Just do what he does. You know, I mean, he is doing what he does. He, he, I mean, he's 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 been very very good. He's a try scorer. Do you want he, to know his try rate? Like his. Oh. So in nineteen games, I think this goes into last season as well. Yeah. Nineteen games played, eighteen tries scored, no caps. What is going on? Uh, this is what I'm saying, and you know he's not just. Yeah, you know, he. I think he's like five foot five or something like that. He's like a, he's a small lad, but so if you're watching this, Steve, sort yeah, it out. Like regular last He's a small lad, but he packs a punch. Like he's like he's he's strong, but he's strong on his own. I mean, he's defensively pretty sound. He's got basically he's got basically everything you need from a modern winger. Basically, Tesco basic Ches and Colby, just a little bit better. Oh, I've got you there. Darcy Graham, Cheslin Colby, Ken Marley, but Ken Marley's not capped yet, so we don't know what he can do. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but he's going to be like up here. Kelly yeah. Aronson would have Darcy he's, Graham. He's, he's, he's the midget John Alamu, right? He's going to be... Anyway, we're going off topic now. We're, we're now just fanboying over Ken Marley. He is a great yeah. player, and we do love him. And hope to see him get capped soon. We're going on to Sunday's game, though, just to round off the Premiership. <laughs> Saracen's got beat. Just something oh, yeah. we like to see, isn't it? Listen, like listen. It. And if anyone, if anyone was going to take it to Saracens, Mike Brown. <laughs> Mike Brown. Man of the match years. performance for oh, the elderly man. man. Not just any elderly man. He's bloody brilliant. And I knew oh, this. We, we shouldn't have let him go, man. We had to stick with was Hugh Jones for a whole season. Like, you know, why are we... Glory's <laughs> okay. just doing a fit. I'm just, I'm ignoring that. But anyway, yeah. on to Mike Brown, just because you mentioned him. Player of the match, on his debut for the Tigers, 17 carries, 106 metres made, one try scored. Bloody. On his debut. Back to the back, back to back to the big big game. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. Um, please come back to Queens, Mike. No. Ignore, ignore him. No, there, I think there's a lot of bad blood there now. 
Don't, don't do it. There, there probably is, to be fair. I, I heard his interview. It was. It, 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 I, I almost cried. Anyway, that's basically the Premiership. It's all to play for from like third to about seventh. There's about two points in it. Yeah, and it's you not- know what? Do you, if you had, to, do you, do you have the table there? Say that again. Yeah. T- don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Uh, if you, just- no, don't don't look at the table, man. Okay, I glanced at it, but I didn't really see it. If you had to guess where Quinns are now. Where Quinns are? Yeah. Are you four? Can I look? We're seventh. Yeah, well, there's four points between you and Saints, and Saints are in third, so... Yeah, it's going to be tight, and to be honest, I'm I'm starting to get a bit shaky, you know what I mean? Just a quick prediction, right? Just for fun. Oh, God. Who's who's finishing in your top four? Ignore Satterson's and Sale because they're they're, they're, they're they're way ahead of the pack. Oh, yeah. There's um, no chance so they're not everyone, finishing top four. So um, for everyone listening, wait a minute. For everyone listening, just for context, Saints are currently in third with thirty-eight points. Gloucester's fourth with thirty-seven. London Irish are fifth with thirty-five. Chiefs, Quinns, and Leicester are all on thirty-four points. Right. Um. I don't actually see it changing. It's going to be Saracen, Sale, Northampton, Gloucester. Okay. See, I think, I think either I can see either Irish or Quinns sneaking ahead of Gloucester. If we if we get fourth, that's an achievement. I, I I'm not saying I've lost hope, but I wouldn't say there's as much as I would like. You yeah. know what? I'm I'm quietly confident that we could that Chiefs could just sneak fourth. But it just it on it takes well, one game. To be fair, they've they've had one less game than everyone else in the top four hunt. But yeah, that's what, that's, that's what I'm saying as well. Yeah, exactly. So if that once that levels out, then. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It could just be that one game that makes the difference. Wait, did Chiefs not play this weekend? They didn't. No, there was yeah. no no nope. Chiefs this weekend. Nope. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But predictions yeah. for Prem then? Yeah. Hit what, us. what do you mean predictions for Prem? There's no games on. Oh, yeah. Next week? There's yeah, there no... is. Oh, there is? Sorry, my apologies. Yeah, it's not a matter. But... We'll, we'll, we'll run through them. Yeah. Bath versus Bristol. I'm going Bristol by four. Uh, I was going to say Bristol by seven. Um, Bristol by ten. Sorry, Bath. Saracens host uh, Newcastle Falcons. Um, Saris by 17. Saris by 25. Sarri's by 15. Please, 15 for a second. <laughs> well, probably. Uh, Northampton Saints host Gloucester. Mm, I'm going to Franklin's Gardens. Saints by 12. Gloucester by 4. Ooh. I'm going to go Gloucester by 6. Okay. Um, London Irish versus Leicester Tigers. Leicester by 13. Ooh, okay. Irish by three. I reckon I'm, this is where Leicester turn it around. I'm, I'm going to go Leicester by eight. And lastly, we have Exeter Chiefs versus Sale Sharks. I'm going Exeter by five. Nice little try. Sale by 18. 
Why do you hate me? <laughs> I was going to say Sale, but I was going to say Sale by two. Oh, but Sale are bloody good, man. Like, they actually are. I know, but come on, man. Listen, I have, to, I have to be perfectly honest. I even said Saracens by a bloody massive margin. Yeah, yeah. You're a saint for that, so you are not. Anyway, calm. Your prediction. I said Sale by two. Easy, nice. boys. Come on now. Family <laughs> podcast. Fair enough. Anyway, so going on to the URC. Friday yes. night. Monster just absolutely thumped the Ospreys, 58-3. Glasgow continue their momentum. I think that's 10 wins on the bounce for them. 17-11 over Ulster. On to Saturday, the Lions come up short against Cam Beloved Sharks, 29-7. Stormers edge out the Bulls, 23-19. Defence didn't exist between Zebra and Connaught because it finished 57-34 to the boys in green. My beloved Edinburgh just didn't turn up in Wales, got absolutely pumped silly by the Scarlets, 42-14. Cardiff getting a good win over Bennett in, 30 points to 13. And Leinster beating Dragons, because Leinster do what Leinster do, at the RDS. Oh, it's boring. just boring by now. Can we just... I don't even want to talk about it in depth, because the scoreline says it itself, but Monster Ospreys... Oh, wow. what an embarrassment. I'm sorry to say, but it is embarrassing. <laughs> so bad. Like, I know, like, people, Osprey supporters will say, oh, the state of the WRU at the moment, you know, how can players play under these conditions? Scarlet's thumped Edinburgh. What's your excuse? And Cardiff got a big one as well. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, against the greatest side of all time, Murray. Against the greatest side of all time. No. Um, but the thing is, it's not even just like there was individual... Bri- I mean, yeah, Gavin Coombs got a hat-trick, but yeah. every other single try scorer was different. Yeah. Becky Granted- Carberry, Patterson, Zebo, Daly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And also Zebo just gave... Did anyone see that Zebo stare at the end of his try? No. Oh, it's, it's one just- of the games I missed, unfortunately. It's about a Simon Zebo, Simon Zebo comes. Um... Fair play to Ospreys for actually taking the lead at the start of the game. Um, however, that's all they did. <laughs> um, to me, that's worse. If you take that 3-0 lead and then you get beat 58-3, that, it's just embarrassing. Well done, Stephen Myler. You scored points. Hero, so you are. But yeah, that's all I need to say on that. Saturday, yeah. um, you know what? He's not been here, so we'll let Cam discuss his South African derby. Yeah, wow. I mean, I'll make it quick because uh, I don't have an ultimate much to say. Bonus point win, very happy with that. Really pushing now for our uh, qualifying spot. And we've got a game over the other teams with Ulster next week, so that's encouraging. First half, poor, I think. Uh, Lions were dominating possession uh, and territory for the majority of the first half. And then we sort of just clicked because Kerwin Bosch is uh, you know, a gift from God. But second half, much better. Scored the tries we needed, kept the Lions scoreless. Uh, and I think it shows that we can get decent wins with, uh, without our Springboks, which is one of the biggest criticisms. And a criticism I've made of my own team is we're too reliant on our starting team. So it's, it's encouraging. But ultimately, you know, happy with the win, but not much else more to say. Well done, Cam. Thank you. I'm just going to... Just not even talk about the team. Just I'm just going to praise um, Mike Blair, head coach of Edinburgh. He came out and basically said, nothing we did 
was good. It's not a performance we're used to, and we should learn better. And he took full responsibility of it. So more coaches should be like Mike Blair. I love it. I would like to say something about this game because, funnily enough, before the game, uh, the Scarlet's defence coach, he comes into my place of work quite often to get his pre-game snacks and fuel. And he came in all in his... the strangest claim to fame I've ever heard anyone about. Yeah, exactly. I've also, I've also bumped into Nigel Owens a few times at work, so that's fun. But he came in and I, I said to him, when I looked at him, I was like, big game today, Edinburgh. I was like, are your boys ready? And he was like, yeah, we, you know, we're ho- we hope we're ready and we're going to obviously try to put out a good performance. They did. And I never thought I'd say it at the start of the season. One, I never thought I'd say Scarlet's are going to put 20 plus points on Edinburgh. Two, I never thought I'd say Scarlet's defence was immaculate. I'm just going to, have to chuck a third point out because for some reason, I don't get why, but I was getting stuck online. I'm not an Edinburgh player. I'm, I don't work for Edinburgh, but hey-ho. No, um, you really should do better though, Murray. I know, I know. I'm trying. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on it. But no, um, I think a lot of people, I'm not taking anything away from Scarlet. They were the better team by quite a margin. They didn't really have a be affected by the Six Nations call-ups. No, no that is also a valid point. But I don't, I don't I think, think Starlets have a lot of the lads in. Ken Owens, I think, is the only Welsh player in that squad. And Kieran Hardy. Who? Kieran Hardy and Ken Owens, I believe. Oh, Ken Owens. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, those are two big losses, but at the same two time... big losses, but then you've got the likes of Gareth Davis as their replacement scrum up, so... Yeah. You know, you, you're not really falling short. But... It, it was... It was... Like a 90% full strength Scarlet's team. Yeah. But I do I do think in a competition like this, like Ospreys being short of so many players and getting an absolute thump in, in a competition like this, you have to be able to perform without your full strength squad. Well, see, have before to. we move on, because there is no um, predictions for the URC for next week, because there isn't any URC next week. Um, shall we just talk about the big elephant in the room that is Welsh rugby? Yeah, go on. Yeah. I think, uh, oh, wait, there was, uh, sorry, there is URC next week. Oh, there's two games, yeah. That's the two game. games. Quick predictions, boys. Come on. Quick predictions. Um, Sharks versus Ulster, both on the Saturday. Sharks versus Ulster. Sharks by nine. No. Sharks Twelve. by 20 points. Sharks by 13. Do you know why I say that? Because I think we're going to, I think finally we're going to let our spring box out and take advantage of Ulster being slightly weakened. And we need okay. to, do, we need another bonus point. Yeah. Anyway, Lions versus Glasgow in Johannesburg. I think, I think Glasgow's too good to stop right now. I'm going to go Glasgow by, by 12. I think it's going to be a comfy one. Okay. To be fair, Glasgow, like they've been traveling well as well. Um, I think the last few times they've been in um, last few times they've been in South Africa. Oh wait, no, no, they lost. Don't worry. Um, either way, um, Glasgow by six. I'll back our little brothers from Johannesburg. I'm going to say Lions by three. Fair right. Should we yeah. get on to the well, big, WIU, uh, then. bigger issues? What ah, a mess it is. They're bigger than the ah. uh, No, I didn't actually. But yeah. No, but, I know. Yeah, I'm so funny, innit? <laughs> I enjoyed it, Murray. Right, anyway, so... Where, where do we begin with this? Oh, it's just such a mess, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think that's what you, I think 
I think that sort of sums it all up. You know, where it's do just you such a mess. So much? Where did it all start? It, it's all started with the CEO and whatnot. The um, I'm sure everyone's heard of it. The issues at hand, the CEO stepping down, and then it's yeah. just spiraled from there. And I think it's, it's been enough for me is that the reason I actually can't grip my head around it is because I've seen so many different headlines in the news. It's not just one issue. It's so many issues. Well, it all started, I think it was maybe a few months ago when they said they were going to axe one of the regions. Yeah, they wanted to, um, from what I've heard, but the thing is you hear so many different things every week. From what I've heard, they want to axe one of the regions and bring in one of the lower ranked English teams, like a sort of Champions uh, Champions Cup level uh, English team to replace the Welsh, one of the Welsh regions. But wait, wait, first of all, they're not Welsh. Exactly. Thank you. So I don't see the point in that. But, but it's and- like when rumours were going around that um, one of the Welsh, one of the Welsh regions would replace either Worcester or Wasps in the Premiership. Oh, no, that's stupid. Right. It never came, never came to happen. But uh, what isn't going on with Wales at the moment? Obviously, the player strike is 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 probably one of the most concerning we're looking at. Definitely. And at a time, you know, you've got maybe the second biggest sort of tournament level after the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and there are many, many, many fears that it could get cancelled, the uh, Wales-England game. Um, Cancelled. Surely surely it can. At the end of the day, what's what's the alternative to it getting cancelled? Loads of the big players go on strike and they call up a bunch of children to play England. Yeah, well, the thing is, I, I, as an England fan, obviously you want to win every game, but you don't want to win it like that, do you? Like, you don't want to win again. The Six Nations, or even if you win through a no result, you know, if they've, if they, if they have to forfeit, give us a 28 0 win, you don't want to win that way, do you? Like, you know, and then say England were to go on and win the tournament, then yeah, there'd be a huge huge aspect over like the whole thing. So, it's, it's not great from a fan's perspective for the tournament and for Welsh fans. But can you blame them? No, of oh. course. This is probably, to be fair, I mean, I don't know how many of people have watched Slammed on BBC. Um, you know, if we're talking about um, pre-Gatland, the few the few years uh, before Gatland being the, the worst in Welsh rugby history, this might overtake it pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're not just talking on the pitch because on the pitch, obviously, Wales have been poor. But there's there's so much going on with the WRU right now where it's not even about the rugby. It's mm. it's 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 one of those unfortunate cases where politics overshadows the rugby. Exactly, and, and I think rugby as a sport has actually done quite well to 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 stay out of it. Stay out of it, hundred percent. I think there, there there's so many different sports that come to mind where politics and stuff have played a part and a lot and a lot of, of, of things have taken over from the actual, you know, sports itself. Rugby has gladly stayed away from that. But, you know, if, if Wales, who are a, a rugby mad country, I mean, their and, fans yeah. are some of the, the craziest in the whole of the world. And historically, you know, in the Six Nations anyway, the most successful or one of the most successful. Exactly. And Northern you, Hemisphere teams. You wouldn't want to see anything like that happen. I mean, I know we've been, I know we've talked about it with 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 Worcester and Wasps, 
but to have it happen to a to a whole nation, a whole nation of yeah, of, like you've you've got you've got the problems on club scale, which are like sort of a, a microcosm of what's going on with the entire Welsh rugby union. You know, and we're not just talking about one club team. We're talking about all the Welsh regions. We're talking about grassroots rugby. We're talking about the Nash, uh, international squad. So, listen, I, you know, I joke and whatnot and say, ah, you know, I, I love to see the downfall of, of Wales in rugby. But it, honestly, it's, and especially living here as well, it's, it's not nice to see. And obviously for a Welsh fan, with the regional teams, the provincial teams not been doing amazing in competitions over the past couple of years, and now uh, under Pivac and now Gatlin, you know the the national squad not doing performing up to par. It's it's not a great a great place to be in. And then with all the all this politics chucked into the mess, yeah, it just, hopefully it gets fixed soon because it's just another headache to add to rugby in general. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and 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 oh, I think you kind of just summed it up beautifully there. And and I think whatever business the WRU is in, you know, we we're not part of it. We don't know all of the inside outs. We don't know everything that's going on. But I think we can all we can kind of do now is 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 hopefully do get back to their best. And as much as we as much as we joke about it, you know, we're all we're not Welsh. We're not. Um, well, Cam is a little bit, but you know, we're not we're not Welsh. We're not. We're not so we we don't support Wales, but we do. We wouldn't want to lose them, would we? Yeah. At the end of the day, especially Six Nations rugby, it wouldn't be the same without a strong a strong Wales side. Exactly. I mean, you know, imagine if you imagine if you couldn't imagine uh, imagine if you couldn't hear that that anthem under under the roof of the Principality anymore. I mean, that's what rugby's all about, isn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolute brilliant atmosphere. But um, yeah, I sp- I think we summed up that problem. There's not much more to talk about on that part. I just wanted to go for it because you were you were kind of ticking all the points I was going to just, say. Just just so. vibing off of it. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I mean, we've kind of mentioned Six Nations, so that's kind of a, a breakthrough into our next segment, anyway. Yeah. Six yeah. Nations yeah. predictions. We really? have. Um. I'll, I'll 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 leave this one. Thank you. Um. Um. So just a quick recap as it stands. Uh, Wales are bottom with zero points. Italy are fifth. <laughs> One point. France are fourth with five points. England are third with six points. Uh, Scotland are second with ten points, and Ireland are ten with ten points. Better score difference. Yeah, just different point difference. Not much though. Not, not much, much of the points difference. Not by much. Not by much. But we do kick off uh, next week with um, in the Stadio Olimpico, Ireland host. It's uh, sorry, Italy host Ireland. Ireland, oh, it's. 20. See, I don't think so. See, I do, and it's because they're at the Stadio Olympico. Oh, I see what you mean. Look at what Italy's, Italy's record there is an absolute yeah. shambles. They never played once in Rome in the autumn, and they beat Australia. And I, know, I mean, they, they played they played France in Rome, and they run, they, they run them close. Yeah. Uh, but That's France, what I'm saying. I, I think it's going to be an Irish victory, but Italy especially playing at home. And I think the fans getting behind them now, they do. And they are a team that are learning how to win games. Well, compete better in games. They're not going to beat Ireland. Realistically, they're, they're not going to beat Ireland. I mean, but I, I, I can Italy, see do, them. Do us a favour, Italy. Come on. Yeah, well, I'd love to see Italy beat Ireland, <laughs> but it's not going to happen. If it no. does happen, I'll, I don't know, 
take my shirt off and do a cartwheel. No, 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 no. Podcast. You have to do it on the street or something. Fine. But um, I, I can see Italy causing Ireland, you know, a few headaches, but they're I, not going to win. I, I think I think home advantage and and, uh, and home fans might play a big part in this one anyway. And yeah, hundred percent. I think Ireland Ireland fans at least travel well, and there'll definitely be there'll definitely be some noise uh, from a sea of green. But um, I don't think Italy have enough. No, I'll probably I say Ireland I, by fifteen. I want to say I Ireland just, by six. I, I think it, it could get pretty ropey. Could be a real close game. I like. That. I just want Italy to do something. That's all I want. Is to do yeah, something but now. Like maybe beat Scotland. No, shut up. No, because they're no, gonna be anyway. So they might as well get a second win and make it better than last year. Ultimately, if Italy can get a bonus point against Ireland and just keep in that fifth position, that's gonna be a big victory for them anyway. If they can finish fifth, ultimately. Yeah. So yeah. It's been a while since they um haven't had the one spoon. We've got we've got two predictions for this next for this game for Wales England. Okay. One. There's a score production and two, if it happens, will um, happen. Yeah, I, I, it's it's kind of bad to say. I don't really, I can't really tell how good we'll play, but we'll still win. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do think Wales are in such a state at the moment. I think the two teams are very similar, but at different state. Like I think England are where like. WRU issues aside and all that stuff aside, just the rugby and the team, England are where Wales would like to be. Young squad, feeding in young players. England are showing signs of improving. They're showing signs of building up these young yeah. players, whereas Wales, not so much. I, 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 to be honest, I still think we'll win fairly comprehensively. No, 100%. I, I England, by, England by 22. Yeah. I predict England... By 15, I'm going to say. Um, I'm going to say England by nine, just because, it's, it's for the most part, it's usually a very tight encounter. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, even last year, I don't think it was, it wasn't immensely tight. I mean, we did beat them fairly comprehensively, but... No, I meant like overall, not just, obviously there has been the occasional thumping. But then again, we well, were saying last of the week. Have changed since last year. I mean, you know, if anything, they've worsened. We would have said last week that Scotland Wales tends to be either a Wales win or a tight fixture. Yeah. Happens, so. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, um, should we head into the last? Should we head into the last game? Uh, yeah. Ale Libre, as they host um, Scotland. This is the trickiest. They were more gusto. Huh? Say it with a bit more gusto. Allez, les bleus. Versus Scotland. I meant, yeah, whatever. That's not what I meant. Oh, you meant Scotland? I meant, yeah, say Scotland. Scotland. There we go. (laughs) Hey, you're welcome. I'm going to let you discuss this first, because I... My number one point, if there's one team who know how to win in France over over the last couple of years, it's Scotland. Um, they've done it before, uh, pretty much with the same squad, give or take, uh, and on good form. And it looks after two games that they are have some sort of aspect of consistency. France are going to be aching from a loss against Ireland, um, so they're going to fire everything. So 
and obviously playing at home. Uh, I don't know. What do you think of? Not you're not asking. <laughs> um, I think France will be. I think France will be pumped for this fixture. I mean, yeah, losing to losing to Ireland is 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 something they wouldn't have wanted at all. And to be honest, it was a great game, but it wasn't close. No, that's the thing. Like, like yeah, there were some brilliant gonna, moments by France, but Ireland them. still dominated them. They're going to take that to heart. They've had a week off. I'm not. I'm not doubting Scotland, but I think France will will come out fighting. Thing is, I think France, and I, I I hate when people talk about teams peaking and peaking too early. But realistically, like I think France peaked last Six Nations, mm-hmm. and then ever since then the autumn fixtures and whatnot, very close against Australia, very close against the Springboks. Can't remember who else they played. They played some other people. Um, and Scotland seemed to be slowly peaking now. So... Fair enough. Um, they in actually terms of momentum... Japan pretty comprehensively. So they, uh, yeah, but then they also got run quite close by Japan. No, it was, it was, a, it was a fair result. Oh, uh, but they played Japan three times. Oh yeah, they did actually. Yeah, I was telling you, the, the second game was wasn't, that in, wasn't that in the summer? Yeah, yeah, sorry. In the summer, and then they they beat them thirty five seventeen last yeah, time. Yeah. Um. So, um. All right, predictions time then, I guess. Yeah, predictions. Someone France, else go first because I haven't decided yet. <laughs> France by twelve. Um. You suck. You really suck. <laughs> uh. South Africa A. By three. They mean South Africa B. Yeah, true. South Africa D squad by by three points. I'm back to team. Scotland's gonna go three for three by uh, five points. Ooh. I I feel like there's gonna be a repeat and it's gonna be the big beautiful man on the wing. It's just gonna come. I see. I see. I see. Finn Russell doing a backflip, then slop, slotting a drop goal. Some fancy yeah, shit to make it to make it fifty-eight-three to France. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I guess Can we, we do random game of the week. Let's go on to random game of the week. I don't care. You had one. I, I do have one, and it is from the Kenya Cup. I've gone here a few times, um, and honestly, I, I just thought the names of these teams were quite funny, but the scoreline was quite good as well. It was a 50-point difference in the scoreline. Uh, the Menegai Oilers versus the Catholic Monks. 55-5 to the, uh, to the Oilers. So if you're a Protestant, you'd be happy with that scoreline. Catholic Monks getting absolutely <laughs> dominated. Yeah, what a game it was. Didn't watch it. Never heard of either of the teams. But, um, you know, big up the Oilers and unlucky for the Monks. Yeah, Cam, we, we thank you for your service. <laughs> um. I have got an interesting fixture for you. Ooh. And it comes from National, which is, Ooh. I think, the French third division. Ooh. Bo- oh, God. Say, <laughs> stay with me for a sec. Um, Bourjon Ali Jali yeah. beat Albi uh, 24 23. 
to deny Albie going into the top two and automatically in the semi-finals of the playoffs. Devastating. Absolutely. That, that scoreline rocked me when I saw it. Absolute killers, those dolphins. Oh, my. Well, oh, yeah, they do have a dolphin, don't they? That's quite cool. Exactly, yeah. Oh, that's quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Murray, yes. bring some sense to the world. What is your random game of the week? My random game of the week comes from the land of the rising sun, Japan League One. The Kabuto Spears beat Mitsubishi 60 points to 22. We love to see it. As you know, Japanese League One, top level rugby. Exactly. Bernard Foley actually had a decent number on that as well. Yeah, I mean, half of the Springboks play there, so it must be pretty good. In it. Ah, well, I. I forgot to mention, we also had other rugby in Europe. Oh, you forgot the rugby championship. European oh, championship. Should I, oh, should yeah, I quickly I skim over it? The Barbie yeah. Six Nations. So, um, the, uh, what should be the Six Nations second tier. Um, we had Portugal um, smacking Romania for six, uh, 38 to 20. Uh, Poland with their first ever win in the Rugby Europe Championship beating Good. Belgium to win, I think, the Warsaw Trophy or something like that. Nice. Um, Georgia did an absolute number on Spain, uh, 41 to 3, as they should because they're little cheats. Um, <laughs> and the Netherlands beat Germany uh, to record their first win in Rugby Europe Championship history, 33 to 29. I'm not going to lie, I'm glad about that. But that's more just German. I, I, I know you did. It Was it Was it, was it a last... It was... It, yeah. it, to be fair, it was a it was accumulation of some penalty goals. So can we do predictions for a rugby European championship? Yeah, yeah I, I have some fixtures. Wait, no, I don't have any fixtures because um I believe we might be looking at some playoffs soon enough. Ooh. Um I'm not too sure. To be honest, they haven't given me a fixture list. So I I've I would have thought if they played each other once and then they go into a semi-finals and a final. Fair enough. Um, oh. But I, I, I don't know. We don't have any official fixtures, so unfortunately, no predictions, boys. Oh well, I that's suppose I, I suppose that's that then. But Super um, Rugby starting next week, though. I'm glad you mentioned that because the latest interviews just dropped, and again, it was Super Rugby. Um, I we sat and spoke to Ollie Yeager of the Crusaders. Man, Ireland under 18s. There we are then. Played played under uh, under 18s for Ireland. Went over to New Zealand for a month and a half, and he's twelve years later, six Super Rugby titles. But yeah, it's it's insane. And what a guy! A few chapters, but I've skipped a. Few, I've go listen to the interview. You get it all there. <laughs> I'm not giving it away for free, although it's free on YouTube. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Right, but, And it tells you that LinkedIn worked. It's our first guest done through LinkedIn. So. There we go. Uh, yeah. One of many, I say. One of many. One. I've had many. We've had many connections. Just none of them's really replied. Which is, we are the rugby connection podcast. We are. Exactly. Dating those connections every day. But yeah. So ne- next week we'll obviously talk about the Six Nations. Probably have some rugby Europe Championship if there's a, any fixtures come out. Hopefully. We'll have, a, we'll have a random game of the week, and. Because everyone loves Super Rugby, that's back as well. We'll zoom over that if we yeah. get time. 
briefly zoom over that. We don't need to. Moana Pacifica to win the whole competition. That's all I'm saying now. We we know that Cam's biased anyway, so. I think Cam took a bump to the head. I did. I did actually. Is it, is it too much. Too much of that petrol that he sniffed. <laughs> but yeah, well, it's always a pleasure with you. Thank you. Thank you. Right, these are too modest. These are. Anyway, um, this has been the Rugby Connection podcast. Like, share, comment, subscribe to the channels, hit the notification bell to get first dibs on episodes like this and great interviews because there's just so much coming out and. Yeah, we'll be back next week to discuss the Six Nations, Rugby Europe Championship, Super Rugby, and we'll chuck in a random game as well. But we will see you all next time.